Philippians chapter 1, verses 1 through 11. Paul and Timothy, servants of Christ Jesus, to all the saints in Christ Jesus who are at Philippi with the overseers and deacons, grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. I thank my God in all my remembrance of you, always in every prayer of mine for you all, making my prayer with joy because of your partnership in the gospel from the first day until now. And I am sure of this, that he who began a good work in you will bring it to completion at the day of Jesus Christ. It is right for me to feel this way about you all, because I hold you in my heart. For you are all partakers with me of grace, both in my imprisonment and in the defense and confirmation of the gospel. For God is my witness, how I yearn for you all with the affection of Christ Jesus. And it is my prayer that your love may abound more and more with knowledge and all discernment, so that you may approve what is excellent, and so be pure and blameless for the day of Christ, filled with the fruit of righteousness that comes through Jesus Christ to the glory and praise of God. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. All right. Well, joined by the great, the magnanimous Jordan Coughlin. Happy to be here. Um, you know, we've been going through the book of Matthew, uh, and now we're taking a little bit of a break. We're going to go back to Matthew later, uh, but we're going to go through Philippians for now. Uh, Philippians, truly one of the greatest books in the Bible. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, whether a lot of passages jump into your mind when you think of Philippians, or if you can't really think of any, a lot of these will probably sound pretty familiar. Uh, like verse six today, he who began a good work in you will bring it to completion. Um, so, you know, Paul writes a lot of like really famous kind of phrases and yeah. sayings and, and this book. Um, and Philippi is a really unique church. Um, you know, we were talking about the, this week in teaching meeting. And uh, we were kind of talking about how if you read the book of Acts and see kind of the formation of the Philippian church, it's a little bit of this like beloved island of misfit toys. So the first converts that are kind of like some of these staple early members of the Philippian church, we have the Philippian jailer from, you know, Paul and Silas are in jail. They sing uh, the Lord sends an earthquake and, all the prison doors are open and the jailer's going to kill himself and he doesn't, he gets baptized. Um, so there's this jailer, so kind of blue collar, you know, law enforcement guy. (laughs) Um, you have this woman named Lydia who we're going to meet in this book, who is a very powerful, successful businesswoman who hosts the church in her house. Um, so, you know, and especially in the ancient world, that's, it's a big deal. So we have this powerful businesswoman, um, and then there's this girl who's, she was a slave girl um, and she had a demon mm-hmm. essentially, you know, and, and she kind of had this like sorcery bend that her owners used for profit um, until Paul and Silas, they, you know, cast the demon out of her and it creates this huge riot. But, you know, so basically the the early believers that are touched by the Holy Spirit um, it's it's not this like Jewish background kind of church, and we're right. gonna see like this book doesn't have much Old Testament quotation and stuff. It's it's very new. It's kind of rough around the edges in an endearing way, um, and eclectic. And it's one of Paul's favorite churches. So, Jordan, what are your thoughts on what we've read 
and uh, everything going on in kind of this opening section of yeah. Philippians. I love I love that context because I, I think it's important with the letters of Paul and, and other New Testament letters to remember that these are written to real people. Yes. Right. Yes. And and for all the things that are different about our church in the 21st century in Atlanta, Georgia, um, there's also incredible similarities. Mm-hmm. And you know, to to see the development and formation of um, gospel-centered churches mm-hmm. and having leaders and having, you know, a, a misfit group that has to figure out, okay, what does it look like to live in unity with one another? Mm-hmm. Um, it's very instructive and, and can be incredibly encouraging uh, because to your point, like we Christians like to boil down, you know, and, and kind of pluck statements out of the Bible, and then we put them on our coffee mugs, and you know, our grandma knits it and puts mm-hmm. it on our wall. Um, but these things are written to us for our encouragement in the context of real life. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, that, that just with that in mind, it it strikes me. I mean, there's a couple of things that strike me in this this beginning passage. Uh, first. Paul's um, gratefulness, mm-hmm. right? Like it, Paul, Paul always starts his letters with with greatness and awareness that God is at work. He a couple times, Corinthians being an example, Galatians being an example, where then he turns to, okay, guys, get it together, right? <laughs> we, mm-hmm. <laughs> there are some things you need to grow in, blah blah blah. But here, you just you hear, I think, a good leader's heart for his people and an awareness that God is at work in their lives. Um, it's, it's a, it's a thankfulness, a gratefulness that they are following the Lord. Um, and so imagine, imagine like the godliest leader that you've ever had in your life. If you've, if you've had one, you know, a pastor, or maybe it was a father or whatever, mm-hmm. um, writing to you at, with these words, Hey, mm-hmm. and I'm sure of this, that he who began a good work in you will bring it to completion at the day of Christ Jesus. Yeah. Like how, how encouraging is yeah. that right that's what paul's doing he he's filled with gratefulness in his heart um and then the second thing is his his the the idea of partnership right like he even his unique role in in salvation history paul you know the the apostle who starts churches and brings the gospel to the gentiles um he's also aware that there's a partnership here that mm-hmm. is that is vital mm-hmm. and important and you see that consistently in the book of philippians kind of as you move along like he he is very grateful and draws attention to this idea that we are in partnership together what i'm doing is only possible by your faithful you know growth in the gospel um and and vice versa and and so there's just a couple of things that kind of stand out to me um in this passage yeah i love it you know that that verse six, uh, which you you drew, drew out, the he who began a good work in you will bring it to completion. Um, there, there's so much comfort there. And one of the phrases that just kind of comes to mind as I have been considering that is God is not like us. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you know, both you and I, Jordan, are, are songwriters and, you know, there's probably other creative people listening to this. Um, or people who just work on projects in general. And one of the great things that like plagues us as humans is we often start things strong and then we lose the zeal somewhere along the way. 
and we like forget that like original spark yeah and then it kind of peters out yeah. and dies or you know if we have some wisdom and maturity we can like discipline ourselves to finish it uh but it's kind of contrary to our nature a lot of times you know we we are fickle people we yeah. burn out we lose interest and i just love like in the context of a church in the context of sanctification um and enduring suffering for christ um this reminder that god is not like us people who get a new idea a new vision a new plan and get excited about it and then slowly let it drift to the back burner yeah but that he finishes what he starts yeah and it's it's good work yes he finishes good work you know it's this like enduring craftsman kind of image yeah he starts something and he finishes it perfectly and the binding element there is his grace you know that i hold you in my heart because you all are partakers with me of grace well it's right it's right for me to feel this way about you yes i know this is true because you're partakers of grace yes yeah and i love it and then you know lest we like misunderstand i think that this is a cool old juxtaposition partakers with me of grace both in my imprisonment and in the defense and confirmation of the gospel so that grace is not this like you know nice soft like feather cushion couch like it's imprisonment it's yeah. a hard work yeah. that paul's in that they're joining with him in yeah and yet god's grace is this undercurrent that is binding all these these misfit people together into this sweet union that we see like reflected here i love that it's I an amazing it. image of the church yeah there so there's two tensions in philippians mm. that as you're as we go through philippians i'd encourage you as the listener to to watch out for um, the and and tension. I, I talk a lot about this. How there are tensions in Scripture that we don't like, mm-hmm. and yet are the place where there is actually the the most stability. Mm-hmm. So you think about a suspension bridge, mm-hmm. like it's it's the tension of the two sides that creates the stability in the middle. Yeah. If you release tension from one, it it's not stable anymore. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so the two tensions. One is suffering and rejoicing. Because what you'll see in Philippians is, to your point, what you just said earlier, there's a lot of suffering. Paul mm-hmm. is suffering. Yeah. Um, and yet, this is one of the most joyful books of the Bible. He talks about rejoicing over and over and over again. So mm-hmm. rejoicing and suffering. And then the second one is God's work and our work. So you see it here in that God is going to complete that good work but then Paul prays in verse nine, and it is my prayer that your love may abound more and more with knowledge and all discernment so that you may approve what is excellent. So be pure and blameless for the day of Christ. So like there's work involved, right? Like mm-hmm. he's praying that God would continue to remind them of these things so that they can do, you know, they can mm-hmm. do work. And you're going to see that over and over again in the book of Philippians, like God is at work. Mm-hmm. Therefore, we we can work mm-hmm. right like we can we can work out our salvation we can work to test and approve what is pure and blameless yeah um so those are just two two things to to be watchful for as we move along i love it i love it if there's anything we love on odr it's two things jordan coughlin and tension Boom. and we get both today and uh i'm sure we're gonna get plenty more tomorrow as well <laughs> so uh 
There's so much to look forward to in Philippians. For the great Jordan Coughlin, this is Will Carlisle. We'll see you tomorrow on Our Daily Rhythm. Thanks for listening to Our Daily Rhythm. I'm Jason Dees, one of the pastors of Christ Covenant, and Our Daily Rhythm is a ministry of our church designed to help you more faithfully and effectively meditate on God's Word. If you ever have a question for us about one of our Bible readings or one of your own Bible readings, please don't hesitate to text us at 404-465-1737. Again, that's 404-465-1737. Or email me directly at jason at christcovenant.com. We'll meet you again tomorrow for Our Daily Rhythm.